got Craig in the chat. Oh, he even said. Finally, Craig. <laughs> Craig, you got to do better, man. Like the way Craig talk. Took your sweet ass time. Jeez. Craig, we're going to have to talk about this with your performance evaluation. Yeah. Act like you don't have permissions. I call BS. <laughs> All right, so let's see how we're going to start this thing off then. Well, I think we want to talk about the uh, PS5 and Series X pre-order disaster. Yeah, that is definitely a topic. Definitely a disaster. <laughs> yeah, I read about it, so it was. Uh, I didn't try to order one. I'm gonna wait until after the year to to pick up my PS5. But uh, for all intents and purposes, I saw where it was just a absolute mess where people were online, had it in the cart, and then they go to go check out, and it basically, oh, it's not there anymore for both the PS5 and Xbox X. Yeah. Yeah, Jason. Jason can tell you about the Series X. It was what two minutes? Oh gosh, man! It it was literally like sold out in two minutes. I I personally had no experience with the PS5 because by the time I even knew pre-orders were live, they were long gone. And I I didn't plan to pre-order a PS5 anyway. The only reason I pre-ordered an Xbox Series X is because that all-access plan is way too tempting. It's definitely a good deal. Yeah, that's just way too good of a deal. I couldn't pass that one up. I can't blame you on that one. I know PS5 is trying to compete with their uh, their PlayStation Plus collection, but it doesn't match what, what Xbox... Xbox is coming out swinging this generation, which is good for them, so... Yeah, and I mean, I, I considered not getting the Xbox because PC gaming, you can play most of Xbox's stuff on PC with Game Pass. Mm-hmm which I already have Game Pass anyway, but some some certain things are only available on the Xbox console, and the Series X just seems to be worth it, especially when you get that subscription-based all-access plan. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Series X this generation. There is, uh, to me, just like you said, the all-access and then uh, the Game Pass, and it, it doesn't seem like Microsoft's slowing down with uh, acquiring new... Uh, companies and stuff like that for new games i mean yeah i think they're definitely on the rise yeah 15 dollars, and you get new releases uh i mean you can't beat that yeah now that's not to say that i don't want the ps5 i definitely intend to get it at some point because i missed out on the ps4 exclusives and Mm -hmm. so so i've got to catch up on those as well as whatever comes out on ps5 so i'm gonna get one at some point just you know not off the not off the jump. I ain't got that kind of money right now. Uh, none of us do. Right. God of War is the only thing that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely, definitely want to play that one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to God of War 2. Definitely. Uh, so, if I'm not mistaken, I read an article, and it said that people were allowed to basically you know how scalpers set up bots to order these things uh like on the day of pre-order they they were they were able to load their carts with 10 to 15 consoles and check out and according to sony and microsoft these websites were supposed to have one per cart yeah so to me it would only let me put one in the cart but from you know looking at the scalpers they were able to technically get 10 at a time so i mean pre-order sold out extremely fast and then two seconds later they were on ebay for fifteen hundred dollars yeah yeah i had the same experience as you with the xbox i i could only get one in my cart and like i said it, it was sold out so fast i got I, I had multiple different websites open at the same time trying to get a pre-order in and most of the sites just completely crashed due to the influx of traffic and when they did eventually work stock was already gone but uh the the one saving grace for me personally was that i got through the uh the application on gamestop for the all access uh finance plan so i actually had the credit check got approved and everything and then it told me it was out of stock. So initially, that that pissed me off. I was like, "Are you 
kidding me? I, I just took a credit hit for this. And now you're telling me that I don't even get the console. Mm. So initially I was, I was not happy about that. I was like, yeah, they're going to have to do something to make this right. I'm sure I'm not the only person that's happened to. You ended up getting it. Yeah, exactly. Clearly I wasn't the only person this happened to, and they did make it right. I heard Microsoft store was doing something similar as well, but uh, GameStop sent me an email apologizing for the issue and said that they would uh, hit me back a couple days later with a link to complete my pre-order and they delivered. I got the pre-order completed and secured, so I'm good to go. Good on that for customer service for GameStop. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, everybody likes to shit on GameStop all the time. So I was pleasantly surprised at their customer service there taking care of folks. GameStop, actually, uh, you know, I've heard more about Amazon, uh, Best Buy, Walmart. I've heard more about them canceling pre-orders than I did GameStop. So, Yeah, yeah, that's something that I thought was strange is, you know, like I said, everybody's always crapping on GameStop, but I personally see GameStop fixing the pre-order situation for some people, whereas all I've heard from other retailers is that they're canceling people's pre-orders. So, looks like GameStop and the Microsoft Store were the best places to go. Which is not something you often say about GameStop. It's the best yeah. place to go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's rarely the best place to go yeah. in most cases. Yeah, we're giving you uh, three fifty for that. Uh, you know, three dollars and fifty cents for that Xbox One X. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty twenty-five cents. For the game you just paid sixty bucks for yesterday. Oh, you want you want sixty dollars? Uh, are you okay with a pop tart? <laughs> so, what do you guys think about the uh, Zenimax Bethesda purchase from Microsoft? I think it's a huge get for Microsoft. I mean, that especially. I know they have an IP Starfield that they were developing. Uh, that'll pretty much go to that'll, that'll pretty much probably be Xbox exclusive. But I had mentioned. Uh, in the Trello chat, I'd mentioned that uh, I think if if Microsoft plays it smart, especially with Game Pass offers, I mean, you could you could still throw things like Fallout and Elder Scrolls on the PS4 and 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 just either delay or make certain DLCs exclusive to Microsoft and kind of stick it to PS5 users at that point, you know, which I would be one of them, but that, I would completely understand that. Yeah, that's that's something that Isaac and I had discussed previously is i feel like that's the right move is a new ip like starfield should be a microsoft exclusive but older well-established ips like fallout and elder scrolls i think they are going to benefit more by continuing to publish it on playstation and pc and just reaping the benefits of those larger player bases most definitely yeah, I think a lot of people are in denial about the uh, Zenimax purchase because you have a lot of people. There's no way Microsoft is going to keep uh, their their games from Bethesda exclusive to the, the Xbox and PC. And I'm just sitting here, I'm like, okay, you don't make a purchase that big without something like that in mind. And I do right. believe they, that, they that, clearly have some sort of intentions. Yeah, and it's not just Game Pass. I believe, like uh, Bobby said, you're looking at um, you're looking at Starfield, I highly doubt it comes to the PS5. And I would completely understand that. I mean, from a, I mean, if, if you want to, because really, truthfully, I'm, I'm, I haven't had an Xbox for a generation, so I'm kind of out of the loop, but the only major exclusive, other than, I know Forza Motorsport is, made, is Microsoft exclusive and uh, Halo, is there really any other major ones? Am I missing one? I mean, Gears of War. Oh, yeah, that's true. Gears of War. The thing is, though, I mean, I get sick of hearing PlayStation fanboys constantly say Microsoft has no games because it's just not true. But to an extent, their their point isn't completely invalid because, yeah, you look at Gears of War, Forza, and even Halo, for the most part, each new addition to the series is just the same. Mm-hmm. as the previous so it's not it's not like you're getting big blockbuster totally new games like spider-man or the new god of war you're not getting massive single-player games like that you're getting 
reworked versions of the same thing over and over. But with the acquisition of Zenimax and Bethesda now, Microsoft can put in their pocket potentially Starfield being their next single-player massive uh, big open-world style game in the same vein of hopefully like an Elder Scrolls Skyrim or some yeah, of that. Exactly. Fable, you know, is still sitting there in the back pocket. Yeah. Which Fable is coming, so the uh, the new Fable, the reboot. Yeah, we know there is a yeah. Fable game in the works. Fable 1, yes. Fable 2, maybe. Fable 3, please no. <laughs> I honestly enjoyed all three, <laughs> but I, I completely understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed Fable, Fable was, 3, but yeah. it wasn't that good, honestly. No, it was average at best. Like, at its best, it was average. Right. It, it was a pleasant experience, mm-hmm. but it was, for the most part, a crap game. <laughs> Yeah, and there's and also Zenimax Bethesda. You got to consider you got ID Software in there, which is the Doom right. series. So I mean, you've got some. It isn't just. I know we're mainly focused on Bethesda with you know those big names that we know, but I mean, there's some other you know studios under that umbrella that can produce some games that could potentially become Microsoft exclusives, and that would be more in the pocket for Xbox as they go to this new generation of console warfare. You know. Yeah, and and see, you mentioned id Software. Not only does id Software produce Doom, but also Quake. Quake oh, yeah. is some Quake is something that's kind of been a a hidden gem for you know in, in recent times. Like it's starting to come back. You have a lot of people talking about, like Bobby said, you got Bethesda, id Software, and people keep going to the same games where it's like Skyrim, Fallout. Doom, Quake, but also acquiring Zenimax has opened up the doors to numerous new IPs that we've never even seen before. Exactly. So, so that's another thing to consider. And, and, you know, to look at it from a completely financial aspect, Microsoft acquiring Zenimax is just such a huge potential for profit. Look at, look at the games as a service that Zenimax has. Elder Scrolls Online and Fallout 76. Blades. I don't care. I, I don't care what anybody says, whether you know you think that those are good games or not. I think I think where the in their current state, both the Elder Scrolls Online and Fallout 76 are good. Maybe they weren't at launch, especially Fallout 76. But where they're where they're at now, they're both good games, and they make a ton of money. They have huge player bases. Yes. Definitely Fallout 76. I was heavy in that game, and um, I, I had several friends that were spending upwards to $200 a month on that game. So, yeah, I I got on the I got into Elder Scrolls Online when it first came out. I, you know, I was in college and I was literally playing it every single day, and that was the first time I had ever played an MMO. So, I only got into it because I was an Elder Scrolls fan, but then I ended up enjoying it for you know, as an MMO mm-hmm. and played it every single day. And I spent money on that game because yes. initially, initially you had to pay like, uh, I think it was like $15 a month. Yep. It was originally a subscription based service. Now it's a free with, it's a freemium game. You, you can play right. for free with, uh, with perk, but you have to pay for extra perks and extra character slots and stuff. Yeah. Even when they went freemium, I still continued to pay the $15 a month because it was worth it to me. Oh yeah, as, as you know, as somebody who played it that often, mm-hmm. it was so worth it. I the one big thing for me was like a, there was some sort of unlimited bag where like all your crafting ingredients and stuff went in this bag that didn't take up any of your inventory space. That alone was a huge perk for me because that was kind of what my entire gameplay in Elder Scrolls Online revolved around. Was I made a buttload of money selling ingredients for crafting heck yeah yeah they they did the same thing in 76 where you pay 15 dollars a month and you get a few free items each month and then you get unlimited uh inventory space so yeah you were i mean that that was a pay pay to win aspect of the game but i mean man 15 dollars and you play the game every day it's not bad no not at all no not not at all it was definitely worth it for me at the time are any of y'all actually familiar with Quake? I, I know of it. I mean, I've never really played it much, but I am familiar with it as a series. 
I'm in the same boat as Jason. I played the original way back in the day. Hey, don't don't go telling everybody your age, yeah, though, Bobby. Would Bobby. well, yeah, of course, yeah. That's I feel like that's an age dig, but that's okay. <laughs> that, that was a uh, N64 game, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yep. N64. I got you. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't go that far back with it. All right, Bobby. Do you remember when it came to PC? Uh, yes, I do remember when it came to PC. Um, it was it was a pretty solid title, and it was one of the early, uh, along with Doom, the early online tournament style shooters. Um, yep. it, was, it was the great grandfather of stuff like you know your Call of Duties and stuff nowadays, as far as the online aspect. Yep. Now I didn't play it on PC, but I I do remember when it came out. I remember it was it was a big thing as far as one of being one of the first online multi massive well not massively multiplayer but multiplayer shooters. Yeah. Um. I I never had played. A cousin of mine had it growing up, and I played it at his house a lot. And then um, Bethesda when they made their own launcher, uh, whenever that was two years ago, I guess. They mm-hmm. put Quake up on it for free. Yep. Yeah. Quake is now free to play, so you know it laid the ground for a community of online gamers before Call of Duty and all that. So now that Microsoft owns that, Quake can possibly go to console. Yep. Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly like like you mentioned, they uh, they added that to that launcher for free. I'm really surprised that it's still a sleeper. Like no hey. I don't hear anybody talking about it. Hey, I'm going to I'm going to call it here on episode 2. <laughs> Quake is coming back <laughs> in the form of a battle royale. Mark my words. I wouldn't doubt it. With Microsoft acquiring Zenimax, I would not I would not be surprised to see a major comeback from Quake. And a battle royale is the way to do it in today's FPS age. Yeah, Quake was always uh, mainly free for all, anyway. Right. I mean, it basically is a battle royale. It's tournament style free for all. Right. It just never was on the scale of what battle royales are. Well, it was just yeah. ahead of its time, mainly. I think is just. I mean, it yep. laid it laid the groundwork oh, yeah, for these cool. for these for these online shooters, and really, I mean. Considering that was back in the days of dial-up, so I mean, you you got to consider that that as well. I mean, now that we're, you know, on a faster connection, even though I know we stay in Mississippi, so we don't really feel like we're faster. Um, <laughs> Still faster uh, than those uh, robots talking to each other. Yes, that is absolutely true. Still faster <laughs> than the robots that are getting slaughtered for my internet goodness. Yes. Uh, <laughs> So, but it 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 did lay the groundwork for a lot of things that now we we enjoy, like the you know obviously the online component on on consoles and and on PC. So I mean it 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 definitely was a trendsetter, a pioneer. Um, and if it does make a comeback, like you said, that battle royale that's kind of the the uh, mode du jour now uh, as far as online tournaments are going. So that 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 would be a good way to bring it back. Yeah. They definitely have potential there. I, I think they should go for it. Well, speaking of, you know, we've, we've kind of been talking about Quake a little bit, and uh, we're talking about some, some future stuff with Starfield and with Cinemax Bethesda. Is there any uh, upcoming games in the near future that you're kind of excited to see uh, hit the shelves here in the next couple of months? Uh, what about you, Josh? I am ready for Valhalla. Yeah. That sounds like a game right up your alley. Doesn't it though? <laughs> hey, it's the it's the closest thing he's getting to God of War for right now. That's yep. about right. <laughs> I mean, what's better than being bearded, covered in enemy blood, drinking booze, swinging steel? Uh, not much. <laughs> yeah, I can't really think of many things. There's nothing I want to do on a Saturday more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. What about you, Jason? Oh God, I I could honestly go on forever about games I'm excited for. I'm just excited about the gaming landscape right now. I mean, and I th- I think the uh, I think the the onset the the of of the consoles, the new consoles coming out, you know, in November, 
you know, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of getting you hyped a little bit too for because there's going to be a whole ton of games, whether, you know, you've got the crossover games, you know, coming from like a PS4 to PS5 or, you know, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. You know, you've got those games that are going to make the jump. Like today, yeah. um, I'm not even a basketball fan, but like today I've seen on Twitter, they've showed the uh, NBA 2K21 next gen uh, video, gameplay video. And it's literally like they just basically just put, uh, you know, ESPN coverage of a NBA game on. It, it was just ridiculous looking. You know, oh, yeah. It, it was it was gorgeous. And they I think they rendered it on PS5. But I mean, it, but no matter what, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm not even a basketball fan, but I like that. I was just like, wow, I hope that as a sports fan, I hope that my sports games get that kind of love across the board because that it was phenomenal. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. looking forward to uh, some of these next-gen games. Uh, you know, I'm getting the Xbox Day One. I, mm-hmm. I definitely want to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, obviously, Halo Infinite, whenever that finally comes out, I will definitely want that one. Cyberpunk, I don't think I'm as hyped about that as uh, as most people on the internet seem to be, but it's definitely something I want to check out. I mean. That, Keanu Reeves probably, is a selling point. That, that's probably the uh, number one for me this year. Cyberpunk is? C- Cyberpunk, definitely. And uh, I'm trying to stay away from a lot of videos. Um, I don't really care for these spoilers. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to go in as blind as possible. But the game, I, I watched a little bit of the footage. And, man, it, just, it, looks, it looks great. And CD Projekt Red, I don't think they have ever let me down. So... I think uh, I think what I'm looking forward to most this year, which is kind of surprising to me, is probably going to be Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Because I'm just looking forward to play zombies again. <laughs> I haven't I haven't had I haven't had a good zombies game in a few years. I'm ready for it. I've been watching so many YouTube videos on. Uh, Basically, conspiracy theories about the story of zombies on this game, and I am so hyped for it. So I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, of course, of course, you know that I've become a huge Switch fan, and uh, Breath of the Wild is my favorite game on Switch. So this prequel, Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity, is something I'm looking forward to this year as well. I hope it's not like Dynasty Warriors clone. Because that would be disappointing. Well, the the thing is, Hyrule Warriors is it's made by the same people as Dynasty Warriors. Uh huh. And they've done a previous Hyrule Warriors title before that basically was a Dynasty Warriors game, but in Hyrule with mm-hmm. Zelda characters. Right. And I didn't play that, but this one is that style of gameplay, but with Breath of the Wild's uh, visuals and okay. a and an actual story that is a prequel to Breath of the Wild. And everything I've seen from it looks really good. It looks like they're taking enough of the Dynasty Warriors deal mm-hmm. to you know to emulate the large scale battles that you would expect from right. this from this war that took place. But also enough of the Breath of the Wild universe to make it compelling. Well, that's good. So, Hopefully, they get the best of both worlds. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm standing. Is I really hope they just get the best of both worlds and that it's not leaning too heavy on Dynasty Warriors. Well, either either way, I look forward to uh, checking it out. If if for nothing else, just for the story, just to get more backstory on Breath of the Wild. Yeah, Breath of the Wild was a good game. I picked it up. Uh, I picked up a Wii U just to play Breath of the Wild. I'm, I'm not on the Switch yet. I'm on the Wii U. I'm on the dead console. <laughs> <laughs> Beating that dead horse? Well, I, I did it mainly so that way I could hack it, so that way I could, you know, play old school games on my on my Wii U. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I understand that. I did not know you could mod a Wii U. Yeah, homebrew. It's It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, you yeah. can even home. You can even homebrew a Switch. I wouldn't recommend it though, because Nintendo they will hunt you down and eat you alive. Yeah, uh, Nintendo just got a big group that uh that did the homebrewing for the original Xbox mods, mm-hmm. and uh, they actually I heard about arrest- it. 
they actually arrested a group that was, uh, I guess you could say, distributing the uh, software. Yeah, I heard about this group that uh, they, from what I understand, there was a group that was actually modding switches. And I I mean, they were physically modding it, like soldering something to the board Mm. and, and then reselling these switches. And Nintendo arrested these people, was fining them for God knows what. It's a huge ordeal over that. You might as well take the prison time. You're not paying fines to oh, Nintendo. Yeah. yeah, you can't afford what Nintendo demands because they <laughs> have outrageous demands anytime they catch somebody doing something like this. Like you just doing emulators on your PC, like you know, sites like LoveRoms.com or something like that. Mm-hmm. When they shut down a site like that, just the fines that they push on somebody for that is insane. Well, Piracy is still around. They shut down my... Yeah, piracy is still a thing, and, you know, you ask me, there's a reason for that. Give yep. the people what they want, and they won't pirate it. I'm willing to pay for it, to yep. a certain extent, but if you don't let me have it, then I'll just, I'll find a way to get it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look at the, look at the, one of the latest releases on the Nintendo Switch. The uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. It's mm-hmm. three old Mario games, and people are people are even scalping it because that's how bad people are willing to get this. Old Mario games, and people <laughs> are so hungry for it that they will pay more than retail value to get it. So it's not that people are pirating it because they're cheap asses. They're pirating it because Nintendo won't take our money. <laughs> <laughs> Make more of them so we can buy them. Right. Give us what we want. We'll give you the money. Just stop. Yeah, you. you it's more along the lines of, oh, you guys want another Mario Galaxy game? Well, how about we give you um, a, a another DLC for Animal Crossing, and uh, <laughs> let let that you know keep you busy for the next year? I'm just like, uh. <laughs> Why don't you just give us what we want? <laughs> right? Since you mentioned Animal Crossing, I guess that's kind of a good uh, thing to bring up. Did you you guys hear that Animal Crossing apparently won Game of the Year at Tokyo Game Show? I did not. Rigged. Rigged. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I've played the game. I've enjoyed the game. First time I've ever played an Animal Crossing game, and I actually enjoyed it. But I'm not surprised just because, due to the pandemic and everybody at home under quarantine, that game sold like hotcakes. People were buying Switches just to play Animal Crossing. Switches were selling out just so that people could play Animal Crossing. Have you ever had a hotcake? <laughs> what, what do you mean if I ever had a hotcake? said they were selling like hotcakes. I'm wondering how you know what a hotcake like and taste like so you know what it's like to sell them that just seems irrelevant <laughs> that's because that's because it is irrelevant but i mean a for effort on attempting to be funny but it's an f for execution <laughs> execution i like that idea <laughs> hey, somebody uh let's get craig involved right now <laughs> yeah craig what's your Music thoughts on now. executing josh <laughs> we need we need we need some uh buttons for this thing you know you hit the button and you just wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we need we need a craig soundboard uh, but i do understand why animal crossing is a was a was a popular thing i mean i for you know there was a couple of months where i was playing stardew valley which is a a, a, a not in the same, not in the quite the same vein, but it's a similar concept of a, essentially a, a basically like a simulation of either farming yeah. or you know animal raising and stuff like that. I mean, uh, it's it's simple little task, but you get kind of addicted to it to the point where you want to go to the next day, you want to do the next thing, and then suddenly you look and you're like, wow, I've been playing this for like two hours, and it doesn't feel like I should be. Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed Stardew Valley. I was so. about to say I. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, (laughs) 
apparently we all have felt the Stardew Valley bug. That was one of the first things I bought on Switch, yeah. and I probably have over 100 hours in that game. Yeah, I have about 60 or 70 in that bad boy, so yeah, I understand. I've never yeah. wanted to garden so bad in my life. <laughs> right, right. Gosh, man, that game. Now you guys make me want to play it right now. But I mean, that's that's the that's the appeal of it. That's the appeal of Animal Crossing is that whole. Exactly. It's 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 little small tasks that are easy to do, and it and it kind of keeps you it keeps feeding that urge to keep doing more. So, it, yeah. and and gaming is all about kind of simple concepts being able to be executed, you know, right here in your living room. So, right, it's just it's such a casual experience, but then you wind up grinding at it so hardcore. <laughs> it's but it never so feels ironic. like grinding. It never right, it feels doesn't like feel. Grinding. It doesn't feel like you're grinding hardcore, but in the reality of it, you are. You've been playing yeah. for five hours <laughs> trying to complete this, you know, trying to complete this mundane task. <laughs> yeah, and and with everybody at home quarantining and whatnot, it was the perfect time for Animal Crossing's launch. Oh yeah, definitely. Because that's exactly what people wanted was something to do while they were sitting at the house bored out of their minds. Something to take their mind off of stuff. Right. It was the perfect fix. Drug. <laughs> it, it, it became the quarantine drug. Yeah. I actually think I bought a plant after playing Stardew Valley. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I need, a, I need a real flower in my house. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I was trying to do a garden at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I got so immersed in that game. It's kind of like it's kind of like a uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. You know, I started playing it, and then I went and bought a couple of calves, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "You started playing Red Dead, and you was like, well, I guess I'm gonna have to get me a six shooter <laughs> and a horse.' I had my cowboy hat and everything, rooting, tooting, cowboy shooting. Be yeah, rooting, so... be tooting, be shooting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At least in Mississippi, that's a form of transportation. So, right. I mean, it's not abnormal around here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so with Animal Crossing winning Game of the Year at uh, Tokyo Game Show, what do you guys think? Wh- what are your picks for uh, for other Game of the Year winners? Mm, that's hard. Because I mean, mm. obviously, there will be multiple award shows given out their Game of the Year. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Animal Crossing wins another one, but I don't think they're just going to win across the board. Not across the board. I, no, think... I, I, def, I definitely don't think it'll be across the board. I think there's potential for them to win another Game of the Year award from a different award show, but I definitely don't think they're just going to sweep. <laughs> I could definitely see a lot of people reserving that spot for uh, Cyberpunk. They're well, I, I don't know. I think uh, I think with as late as it's launching, it may not even contend. You don't think so? I don't know. I, I think that it usually is like a cutoff before uh, for you to be able to contend. What month would you consider the cutoff? I would think I by about November. I think you would be. Yeah, it's be... kind of what I'm thinking. Is if if it's not out before November, then it probably won't make the cut. So we're so we're kind of looking at January through October, maybe. Yeah, it's kind of what I think is. I feel mm-hmm. like to contend for Game of the Year, you kind of need to be January to October. Mm-hmm. Or at least be out of, at least uh, at least half the year up to. Well, this I mean, point. well. Not necessarily January to October. Right. I think if it comes out in November or December, then it likely will contend for Game of the Year the following year. Right. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Just Did because, I think, just because um, you know, the award shows have to take place at some point before end of year, and they have to have time to to make an act, you know, to make an accurate decision. I guess that's making me think hard. Because if we're if we're knocking off November. Well, I, I, I do have Doom one. I do have one that would come up on the list. That would be for I, because I just pulled up some 2020 games just to kind of get an idea of a list of them. Uh, Last of Us Part Two. No. No. <laughs> no. Wow! Just shot that down, huh? Did Did you Look, play I, it? 
Did you play uh, it? Bobby? I, did not, I did not play it. That's why you think it could. I played it from beginning to end, and let me tell you, I will. Uh, I would rather wipe with sandpaper than play that game again. Rough. Okay. Rough. Yeah. See, there you go. I made a pun. Uh, <laughs> Josh, do you have any ideas? I think Doom Eternal stands a. Ch- I I think it might stand a chance. What about some nostalgia in the Final Fantasy yeah, VII that's, remake? That's exactly where I was about to go. Final Fantasy VII remake, I think, has potential for Game of the Year. I'm putting that one in the top five, definitely. Um, yeah. What about Ghosts can... of Tsushima? Is that one good? I've seen a lot of mixed reviews. I'm seeing across the board like uh, six out of ten. Oh, probably not a contender then. Um, now, I know some people that loved it, but I just don't see it contending in the game of the year from what I've read. Have you played it, Bobby? I have not played that one. I've I've kind of been the same as you. I've seen some reviews and plays of it that, you know, some people give it a glowing review. Some people give it middling reviews. So, um, I, I, I don't I don't have a feeling one way or that. It looks it looks to me. It looks like a PS4 version of Onimusha. Uh, to to bring a call back to an old school PS2 Capcom game. I mean, and it, and Onimusha was really good though. I don't know about Ghost of Tsushima, but that's what it kind of reminds me of. Just watching the gameplay of it is like kind of a a better looking, more polished uh, Onimusha. Okay. Which if it's that, then yeah, it would definitely be you know a game of the year candidate. But I can't swear to that. So <laughs> I I feel like 2020's just been so light with you know, truly good games that I'm not saying it'll happen. I'm not saying it's even likely, but Animal Crossing has a chance to sweep. Yeah, it really, it, it really does. I mean, it, I guarantee you at the end of year, when we look at the stats, I guarantee Animal Crossing sells more copies than any other game in 2020. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, doesn't, that doesn't necessitate game of the year. I'm just saying... I guarantee that it's going to have more copies sold than anything else. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Yeah, I'm kind of looking. I'm looking at the 2020 list right now just because I don't have anything that just sticks out in memory from this year. Right. But I'm looking at 2020 and I just don't, I mean, I just don't see anything. Valorant? I didn't play that one. I didn't try that one out. I didn't either, so I, I'm just kind of... I know... I've heard uh, kind of mixed things about it. I, I haven't tried it, so I don't know. I know it's supposed to be a pretty polished online FPS, but, I mean... I've you, heard it, from some people that it's actually too difficult to... Which, uh, from what I, from what I've heard about it, that it sounds like you got to be pretty pinpoint with aiming and stuff of that nature, so... Right, that wouldn't that's... surprise me that it might turn some people off to be a difficult thing. Right, that's kind of what I've heard is, you know, as a Battle Royale-style shooter, you typically appeal to a casual audience. Like, mm-hmm. look at look at Fortnite. It appeals to literal children. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Call of Duty's Warzone mode, it's free-to-play, so it appeals to a very broad audience that's typically not super try-hard. So yeah, if if Valorant is kind of up there where you really got to be super skilled to to make it in that game, then I could definitely see that turning a ton of people off. Yeah, it basically be your esports guys. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like that's kind of back to where we were earlier. I feel like that's kind of why Quake is still under the radar. Like the newer version of Quake, I feel like that's why it's under the radar. That and the fact it's not on console. But I have. I feel like it's such a sweaty try-hard game that most people don't touch it. Anybody that is still playing Quake to this day is a fucking pro at it. So yeah, exactly. The people playing Quake on PC right now are longtime fans of the series. You know, that have been playing it since the beginning, and they're way too good. You can't compete. So that's why most people don't even try to touch that game. I'll throw one in the ring with Animal Crossing, though, and that is uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisp. I actually, uh, I, I love that game. 
Um, Ori, I mean, the, Ori's one that I haven't tried out. I, I haven't played either one of them. Amazing, but I def- both of them. I definitely intend to. It's going to be something I download on my Series X immediately. <laughs> and I have to say that um, the only other one I see on the 2020 list for me would be, uh, and I played three hours of it, and I'd say it's pretty good, the uh, game that came out last week, Genshin Impact. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've heard good things about that. Heavily reminiscent of Breath of the Wild. Practically a clone. <laughs> yeah, pretty not much. A but clone, it, not a clone. It, it's Just... got enough merits in its own right that it it can stand uh, uh, like alone. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's got its it's got its own lore and stuff, but it definitely draws very heavily upon some Breath of the Wild for inspiration. Yeah, yeah. I I saw a video where a guy was talking about it, and he said that he kind of felt like they were working on this game before Breath of the Wild. Uh, you know, came to fruition before that game released. They were already working on this game. Is how he how he feels. This is just speculative. Mm-hmm. So he feels like they were working on a game. Then Breath of the Wild hit and absolutely blew everybody out of the water. And then somebody over there working on Genshin Impact was like, "Well, we're just going to have to rip off everything they did right." <laughs> Like we're we'll just we'll continue doing our own thing, but we're gonna steal everything that they got right and add it to ours. Ah, well, I mean, I mean, does. yeah. If you ask me, I don't give a shit if it is a clone. <laughs> I don't understand why people throw a fit about that so much. What's wrong oh, with I'm being not. a clone? I, I, yeah, that's that's uh, so so many clone people something, get, clone something good, right? So many people get butt hurt over that. Like, oh my gosh. Genshin Impact is clearly a Breath of the Wild clone. Immortals Phoenix Rising is clearly ripping off Breath of the Wild as well. Like, who cares? Breath of the Wild's one of the greatest games of our generation. If they're ripping that off, then I'm going to play their game. Yeah. Hey, hey everybody ripped off PUBG and DayZ if you really want to get technical. so Right. I mean, the whole Battle Royale style of gameplay was ripped off of PUBG, which was a direct, basically, love child of DayZ. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to clone something, like Bobby said, just clone something good. Right. There's nothing wrong with cloning a popular game or popular concept. That's how we move forward. That's how we get new games. It's not like everything can be an original idea. I launched it tonight. I actually have it downloaded on my PC. And, uh, I launched it just to make sure the Well, we we kinda talked about we kinda talked about uh Cold War zombies already a little bit earlier. Um I don't know if you want to go more in detail on that or um since that's our next major bullet point, or if you want to jump to the Smash Fighter reveal. <laughs> uh I don't really have much to say more on Cold Cold War Zombies reveal. Is uh, I already mentioned that's something I'm really excited for, and I could talk about it a whole bunch, but I don't <laughs> want to take up a bunch of time for, you know, what's not even a full complete game on its own. It's just part of a game, so yeah, <laughs> I don't, don't want to take up a bunch of time for that. Yeah, especially don't even especially get if you guys started. aren't as hyped as right. Especially <laughs> if it's not something that you guys are as hyped as I am. Well, enthusiasm should be rewarded. <laughs> Jason would need an entire video for himself to explain his uh his excitement for that. Oh yeah, I I could make a video like a half hour video just talking about my excitement for that game. <laughs> <laughs> just ba- basic points for me on uh, Cold War Zombies is they're continuing the story from the previous zombie story, except it's I, I guess a new chapter. But there's a lot of speculation of old characters coming back. Looks really exciting. The gameplay looks good. There's new features that some of which are a little questionable, but most of it seems really good and really interesting. So uh, for for any of you guys who actually play zombies, Juggernaug is back. So that's a huge plus. (laughs) That alone is a huge plus. (laughs) So, yeah, it looks really exciting, but we can go ahead and move on. Well, 
Smash Brothers revealed their their new fighters apparently, or new fighter, I should say. Um, yeah, I mean they they say it like it's two fighters, but it's not. Like they're they're marketing this new fighter as Steve and Alex. No, it's literally one fighter that has multiple skins, one of which is Alex. Uh, that's that's just a, a little digress and digression for me is don't falsely advertise. It's one character. <laughs> I mean, you, you pretty much, uh, you're into the Smash community, right, Jason? Pretty yeah, much. I, uh, I'm not, I'm far from a pro player. I don't play it nearly as often as I did, but I, I keep up to date with the community because it is a game that I really enjoy. It's probably my favorite fighting game. And being, you know, the admin of the group, We've held some small, casual Smash tournaments in the past, and that's something that I would definitely like to do again in the future. So I keep up with what's going on in Smash, at least, and I buy all the DLC so that if we do have tournaments, all characters are available when we play. Do you imagine that every, like most of the community was excited about Steve, or was did people want someone else? Uh. From what I've seen, most people were very excited. I don't see why there wouldn't be excitement. I mean, I, I understand why some people aren't excited. But that's, that's the way it is with every character. Not even just Smash. Any fighting game, when you add a new character, some people are going to be thrilled to death. Some people are going to be like, man, that sucks. <laughs> you can't please everybody. Yeah, I but, think even, even Master Chief would displease a few people. So, oh yeah, some some really like some like super hardcore Nintendo fans would be like, no, we don't want that crap on there. <laughs> but <laughs> you can't always please everybody. But I feel like Steve from Minecraft is probably one of the biggest crowd pleasers that they've ever added to Smash. Minecraft is the best selling game of all time. Screw Master, give me Doomga. <laughs> uh, I agree. I I agree. I'd rather have Doom Guy than Master Chief, personally. As long as Master Chief could have the red or blue armor, so I could pretend he was either Sarge or Church, I'd be all right with. It. All right, Church. you know what? Never mind. Never mind. Bobby sold me on it. Give me give Master me, Chief. Give me Church. Give me Master Chief with alternate colors. I said shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> then, then we can just cosplay fucking red versus blue in Smash Bros. That'd be great. We gotta figure out who's gonna be tech. Uh, none of us are good enough to be techs. <laughs> we we need an actual Too pro shit. player. I think we actually do have a guy in the group that uh that competes like on a semi pro level. So maybe he could be our techs. He was number fifteen in the state at one time. I... Yeah. What was yeah. What? What's his I can't, name? I can't remember the guy's name. I talked to him about it. He said that he was uh, ranked number one. I think, I think it was in the Hattiesburg area and like 15 in the state. Hmm. I think Caboose, Caboose could be a special character as well. And whenever you move your directional pad to the left, he actually runs right. And when he runs <laughs> to the right, he actually runs left. <laughs> His jump and shoot buttons are reversed. So therefore you have to figure all that out. So you actually become a better player by playing Caboose. Hey, actually, let's go ahead and go to the extreme with Caboose. Let's just, every button will always do a random action. There you go. I like yes. that. You just got to wish for the best. Yeah, and, and if anybody else is playing as blue team, then he's just going to team kill. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they have got to do that now. Caboose's final smash is Sheila. <laughs> Firing main cannon. <laughs> Even put some reticle on screen at the person, so. Firing main you, you cannon. You know what? Screw Master Chief. Just give us Caboose and Smash. Yeah. Please. Master Chief can be an alternate Please. skin for Caboose. Caboose is more important. Uh, well, at least we had a little fun with this. <laughs> so, yeah. Steve from Minecraft comes to Smash. That's the newest character. I'm pretty excited to try it out, but you know, 
Uh, that, that actually comes out in like a week from today, I think. Something like that. Well, something to look forward to. Yeah, something to look forward to. I'll try it out and let you guys know how it is. Yeah, I'm happy for the community. I'm I'm not much into it, but I mean, for the guys that are, I'm glad they're getting what they want for the most part. Yep. Well, lastly, before we turn it, turn this into a a finished product, since we're a gaming podcast, I guess we should talk about what we're playing right now. Yeah. What you guys up to? Uh, I just finished Mafia Remake, um, and I'm currently working through Wasteland 3 on the uh, Xbox One X. So I'm in. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with Wasteland 3. Yeah, it was recommended by a friend in the group, and um, it's been great. So I could recommend Wasteland 3 for anybody who likes uh, the old school Fallout, like 1 and 2. Oh, okay. They would love the Wasteland genre. Okay. Yeah, Wasteland, isn't that also a ZeniMax property? Mm, don't make me lie. Let me look real quick. I got it right here. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I'm playing this week so far. Deep Silver. Is that a ZeniMax property? I want to say yes. I don't know. I've I've heard Deep Silver before. I don't remember okay. who owns that though. Uh, it developed by Exile Entertainment, published by Deep Silver. So I don't think that's a Zenimax. But no, it's I under don't. it's it's under Microsoft's umbrella. So yeah, I've I've heard of the series before. What about what about you guys? Well, I've got a bunch of things I've been messing around with. Uh, as a sports fan, I've been playing uh, Maximum Football 2020, which is not the prettiest looking game in the world, but it actually does some things better than Madden, which is just disappointing to me. Uh, been playing a game I actually picked up uh, from their big in Japan sale on the PS Store, uh, Saga Scarlet Grace Ambitions, which is a Final Fantasy-esque style uh, turn-based RPG game. So um, okay. with, some, with some anime style, uh, some anime style graphics and whatnot. Um, uh, the Saga series is, is very old and is kind of a niche RPG setup where you basically, as you use weapon skills, you get better at them. And as you use the weapon more, you can learn different techniques uh, that are more powerful as you go along. So it's kind of a, a nice little builder game. Hmm. I've been also playing, uh, although I faded on it, uh, Marvel Avengers on PS4. Once I got through the story, I pretty much kind of stopped. The story is really good, and then everything else is a grind. Um, and what then about I mean, the gameplay? The gameplay is really good, actually. I mean, okay. all the characters, all the characters feel different. Like there's just enough differences, even though it's the same button combinations and whatnot. It they all feel different. Like Thor fights differently than uh, Hulk, and Hulk fights differently than Ms. Marvel. And they all have special abilities that fit them pretty well. And, and there's a value in getting to play as every character. Um, my least favorite, honestly, is probably Black Widow of the yeah. bunch. Um, but like everybody else, like Tony Stark is just fun to you know fly around as Iron Man and you know just shoot stuff. Um, it's, it's, it's well balanced. The gameplay is solid. Uh, the story was really good if, if it was it was cheesy. But I mean, it's comic book cheesy, so it, it's it's bearable. Um, uh, but once you get done with the story, it's 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 just a, it's a destiny grind. Mm. Destiny grind is not fun. No. Um, yeah, I've never got into destiny. You did Good yourself time. a favor. Yeah, amen. Yeah, I tried the first one, and I I just could not even. Let me tell you something, man. The Cryptarch from Vanilla Destiny. I still have nightmares about handing that guy a orange, uh, what was it called, um, engram? Mm-hmm. And the guy giving me a common pistol. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> when I tell you that is the most angry I've ever been, I am talking destroyed my room. You do not give me a legendary engram and hand me a common weapon. Nah, uh-uh. Uninstall. <laughs> And have a nice day. <laughs> Hulk smash! 
that's all I got to say about that. I'm done. It just, it, I just had PTSD right there. <laughs> In the podcast, I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> Catch my breath. Uh, but uh, what about you, Josh? You still on uh, Final Fantasy VII? Uh, I haven't played it the last podcast. I've actually played here, trying to finish the 26 iterations so I can actually get around than just sitting in my library. Yeah, you'll definitely have to finish Final Fantasy VII. It's worth every second. Oh, I will. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those that makes me really want that PS5 because I missed out on that. And Final Fantasy VII, the original on PS1, was one of my first ever gaming experiences. Mm. So, really like a like, like a crackhead over here, just scratching like, y'all got any of that Final Fantasy VII remake? <laughs> the, the question is, though, um, how did you feel whenever Eris got stabbed? In Ooh. the original? Yes, in the original. I mean, I was a child. <laughs> I, I was a literal child. And I, cried, man. and I cried like one. <laughs> if, it makes you, if it makes you feel any better, I was a teenager and I cried. And <laughs> I wanted nothing, I wanted nothing more than to end Sephiroth's life to the point oh, where yeah. I, I built up Knights of the Round and just abused him with Knights of the Round materia and just <laughs> slapped him around and I laughed and giggled like a schoolgirl whenever I did it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I hear that uh, scene traumatized a lot of people. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. I I do not look forward to playing that part of Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I know it's, you know, the remake's like episodic, so the full game isn't even available yet, but... Has anyone beat Final Fantasy VII Remake in this chat? Nope, nope. I don't want to. I don't. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I just don't see the. Uh, I don't see them sticking to the script of the original Final Fantasy VII after the uh, on, on the last level of the remake when you get the cutscene at the end. It just does not feel like it's headed in the same direction. Mm-hmm. I'll just leave it at that. They better not change it up too much. I'm hoping they don't, but the end of this episode, I do not believe was anything like in the game that I can remember. I don't, I don't remember a lot of what happened at the end of this remake being a part of the original. And I, you would just have to beat the game, and I don't want to spoil it for other people, but you, if when you do beat it, you'll kind of see what I'm talking about. Hmm. Interesting. They're definitely taking a uh, creative route with the game. It'd be a good thing. Could be. I don't know. That's the game you don't touch. Yeah. <laughs> R- regardless of where they go with the story, fuck Sephiroth. Yeah. 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 He's got to die. <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy's getting it. Uh, well, back back to uh, Tokyo Game Show. I'm playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I pretty much figured that. Yeah. We'll see. I actually have not played Animal Crossing in like five months. I know this specifically five months because the villagers were not happy when I returned. They were bitching at me for being gone for five months. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, I got a life. Shut up. But uh, yeah, I, I started playing that again simply because they dropped a trailer for the f- new fall update. And I mean, Spooktober, man. Any, oh, game, any game that gives me Spooktober content, I'm all about it. I love the spooky season. The spooky season. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I've been playing that a little bit, not like crazy. I haven't been like putting down several hours in a day like I did when it first came out. Just playing it a little bit here and there, but uh, other than that, haven't really played a whole lot. Got some games on the back burner that I've really been wanting to get my hands on, but. Uh, only other thing I've really been playing consistently is a little bit of Warzone here and there and a game called Vintage Story. Oh, yeah, I remember you talking about that one. Yeah, I think I mentioned that on the uh, first episode. It's basically a Minecraft clone, but leans more heavily into the survival aspect. And I'm a huge survival game kind of guy, so it's right up my alley. There you go. Yeah, so I've. I saw a uh, 
the guy that I used to watch on YouTube, Paul Suarez Jr. He he does a lot of uh, survival game let's plays on YouTube. So I saw him playing it on on there and immediately was like, I gotta buy this game. This game looks dope. So <laughs> I bought it and uh, I'm actually doing a playthrough of it on my YouTube channel. All right, so I have to check it out. I I, I want to see what the game's about. So just have to visit your channel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shameless plug. Go check out my channel. <laughs> Link in the description below. <laughs> Facts. It'll be there. <laughs> I uh, guess that rounds it up, doesn't it? I think it does. Yeah, boys. I believe that's I believe that's all we got for today. This is Josh's favorite part. <laughs> I I'd say it's a good thing we're wrapping it up because of how late it is, but. I'm not going to work tomorrow, so I don't really care. What? Bro, I ain't working on my birthday. Oh, Every- nice. I, should, I shouldn't have worked today. It was my anniversary with my wife. So. Yeah, I'm but. surprised you're even on the podcast. Mm. Michaela's going to kill you. Hey, man, she went to bed. She, she's, got that, uh, she's got that old person schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I try not to ever work on my birthday. Not because I do anything special on my birthday, simply because I just don't want to be in the office and deal with people bothering me. Yeah, you don't deserve to work on your birthday. You you deserve more than that. So, like I I just want to sit at the house, hang out with my wife and my kid instead of sitting at the office and hanging out with you know people that aren't necessarily my friends or family. I agree. can't argue with that. Yeah. But... <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess this concludes it. Until next time. All right, guys. Keep gaming.